Previously on Todd Rumbus's Bram Stoker's Castlevania, the two mysterious enrobed figures showed themselves to be Ruby, a young and hot-tempered lady. Better pipe down and give us respect, Buster. You're in our place now. And Father Francis, the town's only remaining church guy. Maybe it is better to say that I know Clancy. Clancy Belmont, your father. They brought Simon back to their crumbly church and gave him healing things. Father Francis then revealed his mission to Simon. But you will come up to this challenge. You must, or we are all a pile of dead. But Simon was a baby about it. I'm not able to defeat such a power. And it seemed like a sad night for all. So begins episode four of Todd Rumbus's Bram Stoker's Castlevania. Simon's sad feelings are still like a load of cattle in the expensive souvenir store. Simon looks around, thinking about how his emotions are crumbly like the church now, but he is so bummed he can't even be proud of how smart and creative that is. He leans his head against the wall near where he is sitting. It's been a big baby's day out for Simon, even though he's a little older than a baby, but he's still under the weight of big responsibility. He sighs big and blinks hard one time. Count Flag Dracul and all his bad friends. There's nothing he can do with that. But then, there's a sizely rumble quake in the distance. Simon's eyes are like, what? What now with this shaking? He looks to one of the broken, not beautiful anymore windows that is like a cute kid with a cast on. A redwood tree of white light bursts in like, hey, where's the party? Simon is amazed, but maybe annoyed too because he wanted to sleep. And now this. With instinct, Simon's hand goes to VK. A holy weapon cannot destroy a holy force, Simon Belmont. It destroys what I fling at it, you light. And how does every damn guy know my name? Am I a celeb with the universe? The light being chuckles a deep and fulfilling laugh. <laughs> Simon, maybe you are a celebrity guy. What is the definition of your joking and your impolite visit, you thunder-voiced being? I've had a crappy day at the office. And crappy days to follow you, I am afraid. Simon whips his whip down. Ah, uh, and what does that mean? Destroying Dracula and his monsters will be kind of a pain, don't you think? Which guy do you think I actually am? I will not be fighting any Draculas this today or any tomorrows. Tomorrows? Simon, you are able to choose a destiny, but there will be very few tomorrows if you do not take up your weapon as both your fathers command. All this speaking of my father, who are you to even mention that guy? And now you say my both fathers? I cannot deal with this madness. Well, you know the one father from your babyhood. He is Clancy Belmont, a pretty respected righteous fighter in my holy clique. The other father is one you have been taught to roll your eyes and be embarrassed of. He is your holy father. I'm more embarrassed for you, Light. I will not believe your crap or your try to trick me. I already talked to a real guy for the Lord named Francis whose house you were trespassing in, and we both agreed that I can't even do this mission junk. I showed that I'm a useless toddler in battle with those undeads. <laughs> Simon, you think the holy guy in charge picks heroes that have good abilities? But really, he gives good abilities to heroes he picks. Simon is befuddled in the moment, 
but still doesn't want to listen to this light clown. Yeah, sounds like some real deep thought stuff, Light. So should I just keep calling you Light, or annoying preaching angel, or what? I am a secret agent of the Lord. There, my identity is safe. You can call me Jerome or Mr. Kitty. I do not care. Or we cannot talk about dumb details and deal with the fact that, well, Simon, you're closer to death if you say no to your mission than if you cannonball straight into it. A few rumbles bother the church building. Simon looks around, then back to the light like, What do you speak of? Those evil forces that you fought at the town hall, they do not sleep as you do. I have not snoozed since before this crap started. Simon, even now you drift in a dream. Oh, hell no. Yep, pretty much. The rumble now jigs bigger and angrier. The power of this holy place is weak, and Dracula means to take you and your friends to an early dinner. If you wake and ignore your job and say you don't want to go to school because you're tired, you will be hunted severely, and they will totally kill you. But if you wake and whip the fools, whip them back into their evil source, then I can at least promise you a more righteous death than what got granted to your fellow townspeople. They were not my fellows. Prove it as such. The graves of this town are empty and evil creeps as you try to make this dumb decision. Simon looks around at the old stone walls that he can look at, but at the same time look through, and it's a bad news report. More skeletons, biting zombies, and bats plan to siege the castle, which is the church. As you can see, there are also bats. All my old friends. Yes, correct. Now will you hang the whip on an old coat rack? Or in a cubby hole in the back of the classroom? No. Awake, Simon! Awake! In Simon's blurry dream world, the evil eyes of his enemies are campfires of punishment, and they are close. But Simon also knows that these undeads are in real life, too. And the time for baby napping is over. Simon's eyes launch open as VK flicks into his original whipping arm. And yes, those evil ones are close enough to kiss. Or to whip. Simon's eyes get squinty with knowing what he has to do. Time to take your temperature, you rotten children. Simon feels the electric pain of his arm, but his muscly weapon still does as he commands without whining too much. It must have been the healing meat. Simon circles the whip over his head, and the enemies, with what little feeling they have, feel a fear oozing from the whip that looks like a scary snake above Simon's head. Simon has no time to count these jokers, so VK counts them for him. He takes the fast-moving bats first, one, two, three, then looks to the skeleton, doing as the skeleton mare did before him, and winding up to fastball a bone. Simon has some luck though, because these skeletons aren't so blabbery with words like the mare. Simon thinks of a strategy guide. He waits for the bone to launch, then he whips out to snag it. He has no idea how to grab an item straight out of the dang air, but has a feeling VK knows the jig. As Simon brings that baby back down, that whip baby with a bone on it, he has a chance to count down some more little demon turds. One, two zombies go down and groan with disappointment as their friend's bones break their spirit and their faces off. The leg bones connected to the punishment. 
But Simon hasn't forgotten the guy who gave him this birthday gift, and he returns the favor. On second thought, this isn't my size. The skeleton goes down like a sack of yesterday's garbage. Guess he didn't have a gift receipt. Now Simon has a minute to confirm his troubles, and it's pretty big. More of the bats, zombs, and skellies are piling in like endless pancakes, and he knows he'll need help. Sister Ruby, Father Francis, awake and let's take out the trash! Simon keeps looking for a good path out, but he hears no shouts from his holy friends. It's a silence of super mystery and super darkness. The path to other parts of the church where they laid their heads the last night is clogged with undead debris. Simon wants to check on them, but the time to do it is swirling down the commode. Huh? I've gotta run for it! It's a sad thing, but Simon starts to look for a self-rescue plan. His eyes grab onto a church bench, and he knows a good solution that will also be a badass action move. A line of villains zombie walk towards him, so Simon asks for a little holy guidance as he runs at the church bench. He gets low and pushes the bench up in a football move even though Simon doesn't know what the heck football even is. The church bench gives a row of zombies a pretty painful hug, and they're like, well, guess we're dead. Again. LOL, but the way to the door is still a danger zone. Simon thinks fast and leaps at a stony statue of a lady holding a bowl. He knows these guys probably can't climb too great, and he could invent an escape from there. He takes his big jump, but goes just a smidgen too high. Simon lands on the unfriendly shoulders of the lady, and that lady is tipping over. Simon holds on tight, because this is gonna be a big stumble. The lady, who is probably a holy virgin Mary lady, goes back and forth a few times before falling and crashing hard. Simon is juddered some, but not hurt. Then there is some fire noise and zombie groaning. What the? He flicks his head around to see some zombies melting in a mean fire. A skeleton who doesn't know what's good for him walks up too, and the fire cyber bullies that skelly to death. Whoa. Simon sees that this is going down where the statue lady's bowl fell. She was holding some of the holy water, and holy water is paradoxical, because it makes the unholy into fire. Simon skittles over to the bowl fast to see if the lady left him some more. Only a little. But just enough is the rest of his thought. Simon puts VK in his belt, which he can tell kind of pisses VK off. Sorry VK, but you gotta trust me. VK loops in his belt slowly, but is still pouty. Simon dips his hand in the bowl and plays patty cake all over his clothes, face, hair, and arms. He can hear his enemies scraping their feet towards him. They are too dumb to know what's coming. When Simon has put every last bit of the water on himself, he stands up, all glisteny. You can't touch this! The foolishest zombie reaches for Simon from behind. He's a sneaky one, but that guy's hand is a french fried finger before he can even know. Simon gets real scared as it happens, but then knows he's got this. He turns to that offensive zomb and puts his hand on his head. That guy melts in a gross way. A few more baddies walk up to try their skills, 
but they go back to evil hell in a hurry when Simon just touches them or they touch Simon. Even a bat and a few bones from those lowly bone-launching skellies hit him, but the holy water basically takes care of them in the air, and Simon just feels like he got hit with Cheetos or some other snack food. Then, two Zoms grab his arms, and another struts in from the front, and it's a slow-mo moment. The zombie hands on Simon's arms sizzle real good, but hold on for the moment, so Simon pulls his head back and has a smirky look. Then he headbangs once, real good. That holy water from his hair flies at the zombie in front of him and makes him a Swiss cheese you never want to eat. Right now, Vampire Killer is thinking, yeah, pretty good, kid. Simon pulls free because the holding zombies don't even have hands anymore. As incredible as this action scene is, Simon knows he can't take them all. He puts out his arms in front of him and runs towards the door. All those nerds in his way are toast, as the last droplets of the holy water on Simon take revenge of those lost souls. One last skeleton bone thrower stands in between Simon and the big door, so Simon opens his arm defense and gloriously chest bumps the skelly, who explodes because what else could he do? Simon also explodes, but through the door and into the cold outside. The evil minions trudge about in the building, still thirsty for Simon's blood. I don't know where my friends went or what, but I've got a speedboat away. It's too awful here. Simon, having both a tired feeling and an untiredness feeling, runs off to where he knows not. There is no safety place, just a bunch of darkness behind and in front of him. What a terrible night. As he runs and runs, his eyes go to the skyway in the distance. A spiky building that has never been there before claws into the sky like a Grinch hand. The moon lights it a little, but from behind some night clouds because the moon is nervous about the castle. This evil structure... is it? With all the excitement and worry and fear, Simon doesn't see the turtle trying to cross the road right in front of him. And when he sees it, he tries to not run over him. Simon goes into a head-on spin dive that is not too graceful or cool. He goes down hard. He is still looking at the building and can only see the black shadow in the sky. A place of super evil and also his upcoming vacation spot. Simon can still hear the deadly gang back at the church coming for him, but his body is a jacked up car. His hero eyes go dark. Fade to black.